0: Amen. We have something to really give God praise concerning. Can we just praise God just for a little bit? Can you praise him for life? Come on. It's a gift of life that he gives us. Hallelujah. And I thank God for the gift of life. Thank God for my son who's on the keyboard today. This is not my biological son, but he has been with me in ministry for nearly 15 years traveling the road with me can we give god praise amen. for him elder michael Davison, amen and tj on the drum we give god praise for them amen and one of my members and her husband is here with us miss penny amen who's a uh, alumni as well and we give god praise amen you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me quickly to John's Gospel, John chapter 15, and we're going to read, and uh, we're going to just flow as the Lord will lead us. Uh, I believe that there's a word for us today, and this is we're talking about this month. Thank you, Justin, um, uh, for allowing this, us this opportunity. Dr. Krause, God bless you. God bless you. It's good to see you. Amen. But thank God for an opportunity to come to where I used to sit, right in the center, right over here on this side. And um, sometimes I fell asleep, amen. <laughs> uh, so I'm a hope today that those are here, um, and even those you who are watching live stream or Facebook Live or whatever media, uh, that you won't fall asleep where you are, uh, but that, that you would have an ear to hear what the Lord is saying to us. John chapter 15, I want to read the first five verses except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Let's keep reading. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ye shall ask whatever ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. The last verse, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Father, thank you for this pericope that you've given unto us. Open our eyes that we can see, our ears that we can hear. Give us a heart of obedience. This is your servant's prayer in Jesus' name. In the people of God said amen. Amen. I want to talk just for a few moments um, as we're dealing with relationships this month. And the importance of relationships and how God has chosen us as the people, the body, uh, the ecclesia, the called out ones to be in an interpersonal relationship where you have what I need and I have what you need. In all essence, uh, there is no one person that is more important than the other. And so um, today, I want to go kind of go back a little bit. There was a song that used to be sung. It's a secular song, and so many of you who are super religious may not get it. Um, but um, they, there was a song, a rapper that used to say, Oh, baby, you, you got what I need. Yeah, yeah I don't know about that. Y'all don't know about that. Yeah, but you got what I need. I want you to look at your neighbor and just talk to your neighbor just a little bit and tell him you got what I need. Um, So if I could use just for a topic would be, you got what I need. And for a subtopic today, I would um, submit to you these words, I am connected. Um, As we understand the importance of relationships and we understand how vital um, relationships are in our lives, you know, I, I go back to me being on this campus many years ago, um, but it seems like yesterday until you pull up on the campus and see all of the new edifices, you know, and it's like, okay, wow, am I still at North Greenville? Yes, Um, but the relationships um, that started way back when um, that have never died, the importance of connection, uh, being connected to one another, being connected to the body is vitally important, especially during the times that we are living in uh, where the pandemic and all of these things that are happening around us, um, it, 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 it points to a picture of what the bride of Christ or the body of Christ should be in these times. We really need each other. Uh, reconnecting, re- reconnecting with God changes our perspective on everything, including how we live our lives, how um, we see and view people, the purpose for which we exist. And we're not just uh, alive just to take up space, but God has allowed you to be born into this earth for such a time as this, and you gotta learn how to maximize every moment that you have. Uh, Connecting with God is going to reestablish you and your purpose. Christ is the husbandman, uh, both the owner and the caretaker. He says, Every branch in me to be in Christ is to be of vital importance. And everyone that is in the room today, you may be in church, you may be active in church, you may go to a Christian college, university. But the question, my brothers and sisters, is does the church Remain in you. We have to be real today and got to understand that there are suckers that grow out from the same branch. And he says that these suckers are cut, they cut and they prune those so that the plant is useful. So things on you, around you, at times will be cut away. And oftentimes, we even have people that are in uh, close proximity to us that are unproductive, uh, all about self. You know these people. They're non contributors, but they are important even to the body of Christ. The persistence, um, sometimes you got people that are persistent in their own will that really need to be set aside in order that the church, the body of Christ, can really grow to its fullest potential. But we are scared of hurting people's feelings. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that if you're my friend, I should be able to tell you if your breath stinks or not. <laughs> right? If your breath stinks, it's a foul odor coming out of your mouth, I should be able to tell you, bruh, sis, listen, here, but not just tell you and you get offended, but tell you in helps to hope, to, in hope to help you. I got those words backed up. In, in, in hope to help you be better. Um, and not just tell you that, but to be able to provide you with a mint <laughs> or a stick of gum. Oftentimes you got to use wisdom in sharing things because everybody won't receive it in the nature that is intended. Relationships, you know, it's all about relationships. Um, there are certain things that I can say to my wife that you can't say because of the relationship that we've established, because of the connection, the bond that we have. Um, I'm able to go in if she cooks something for me and I can tell her, baby, now that, you know, that, that's not good. Now, if you tell her that, she may get an attitude with you. And I'm not saying that she's not going to get an attitude with me. She has. And then she stopped cooking. And so um, the first time, let me tell you, the well, first time we got married, I had just been on a revival. And I had been preaching three days in, uh, down in Horry County. And was preaching down there. And she come, come home. And I, I'm going to tell you this. This is a relationship now. Justin, the tiki torches was out. They were lit. She knew I was coming home. Her, obviously, her and my brother had been communicating, and she wanted to know so that she can go out there and light the torches. The torches are lit. Hey Amen. There's a note with some sticky uh, tape. It's right out there, and there's a note. So I pulled the note, and the note says, and I'm, I'm, I can't tell you. I got the PG-13. Um, she says, come on up the stairs, and I got something ready for you. And so I was excited, right? So I get in, I told my brother, go on, you ain't got to wait, don't even come in. Go, bye, all right? So I go up, I go up these stairs, and immediately I smell something that had been burned. So I go up the steps, open the door, she's there in a beautiful dress, and um, the first thing I said to her is, um, what did you burn? <laughs> so immediately she turns and she walks away. <laughs> so lindsay us say that night was not a good night. <laughs> but because of the relationship, we were able to sit at that dinner table that night and talk about what she had done and how she had done it, talking to other people, and let me put a pen there. Some things you have to do, not based upon what other people are doing, you have to find a way to do it for yourself. So we talked about it and um, 10 years later, she cooked again. (laughs) In order to understand and I love this, this particular passage, because if you're going to stay connected, it's all about that relationship and understanding who the husband man is, the owner is, and he's obligated to take care of you. How many of you know that today that the Lord is obligated to take care of you? That's big that the Lord is obligated to take care of those that belong to him in right relationship with him. He's obligated to take care of you. Um, Look at your neighbor and tell him he's a good, good father. Everything that's connected to that vine, because he's a husband man and he wants the best out of that vine, he begins to cut. He begins to purge. Sometimes there's disease on that vine, and the husbandman, the owner, comes and cuts away anything that will cause that vine to be unproductive. Some of us in relationships, um, because of the connection that we've had, we've lost some people along the way, we fell out with some people along the way. But we didn't understand that it was nothing to do with us, but the husbandman, in his divine wisdom, was actually cutting away some things out of your life that would cause you to be unproductive. Some things that the enemy had designed to really draw or zap the very life out of you. There are people, and I, I remember when I first came to North Greenville, and this is about relationship, I go way back. Oh, my God. When I first came to North Greenville, I had been saved all my life, feeling like. And when I came to North Greenville, Dr. Krause, I said, sitting over there by Whitehall in a, in a swing, I am going to take a break from this Christian stuff. I'm going to take a break. I've been saved Since I was 14 and began preaching at the age of 14, I did not have what I thought uh, was a life as a childhood. You know, I took my grandmother on dates with me. Because when I was growing up, we always had to have a third person, (laughs) a chaperone. So grandma, I had to pay for grandma and my date. And you know, Grandma wants what she wants, you know. And so, I didn't understand during those times when I said when I was going, I was coming to North Greenville. I was away from home, so nobody could really come and see me unless they called to make sure that I was here. I was going to take a break. I was going to take a break. I was, I'm, not, I'm not going to church no more. I'm going to go to church when I feel like it. I knew I had to go to chapel in order to make the grade, um, but I wasn't going to church anymore. And I remember receiving a, a letter maybe two weeks after I was here, and I went back to that same swing. Sitting on that swing, Jody, I was there, and I opened the letter from a friend of mine, Dwayne Singleton later named Dwayne McCoy now, if he's still, if he's watching. Um, But he was writing, he wrote me a letter and told me about how excited he was that I was in college. He couldn't afford to go to college, and he just knew, he was one of the guys that I had led to the Lord way back when I was in high school, early high school. And he said, I know that you're on North Greenville campus, and you're winning souls for Christ. I know that you're out there, and you're sharing the gospel. Now I had taken a break. Even though it was just two weeks, I was, you know, I was taking a break. I wasn't doing nothing. I sat there and I began to weep, began to cry because I realized that if I was going to stay connected, if I was going to be who God called me to be, I had to be in constant fellowship with the husband man. And I had fallen short, but I'm so glad that. Even though I had fallen short, he was still there. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, long story short, that letter changed my life. And I began to run like never before. A lot of people on the campus, some of the um, professors probably thought I was crazy during that time, but I had to run. And not, not realizing what would happen in the years to come. Different things began to happen in my life while I was here. But as Romans 8, 28 says, it all works together for the good. And it all stemmed from relationships. Because of being connected, and I began to connect with other people that were connected. Because it's not, it's not just me, but it's about the body of Christ. And it doesn't matter what color you are doesn't matter where you come from, what side of the tracks you were born on. We serve one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of us all, and look at your neighbor and say, He's in me. Being connected to the vine, I got a little bit of time, and I got to work this out. But being connected, he purges everything, he cuts things away, he cuts it so that it can be fruitful. We all get cut because the main goal or the focus is that we grow to produce much fruit. Somebody shout, much fruit. fruit. If you never get cut, you have the tendency of having deadness on you or weight that is on you that causes you to be limited in your fruit production. The text reminds us that we have to abide, and it is a choice. It is a decisive decision. Every day that you wake up, you got to wake up with that mind. I don't have, I don't, listen, and I got, this is, this is how I live today. I don't know how much time I got. And because I understand the scripture says my days are numbered, I want to make sure I maximize every opportunity that God is allotted unto me. Right. Somebody say amen. amen. You got to learn how to maximize it even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Amen. My senior year, I did uh, the car accident, I found that I had a cancerous tumor behind my right eye. If anything, not only did I lose my two friends, but now I have a cancer uh, tumor right behind my right eye. They told me I would go blind. They told me all these things, but I told them about my God. And I'm here today, no chemo, no surgery, but God. The same God that is a good father, the husband man, took care of me. Now, how do you say that he took care of you and there's other people? Because I want to speak to that as well, because a lot of times we get disconnected from God because we don't understand all there is to know about him. And we start feeling ways because things don't happen the same way that it happened for somebody else. But God still is no respective person. I can say today, Pastor Krause, um, just this last year, I lost my uncle Uh, And my uncle had the same cancerous tumor that I had. God healed me, but he healed him another way. His ways are not ours, nor his thoughts. They're far above ours. But even in that, I was able to give God praise for the life that he lived. And he did great things in the time that was allotted to him. Somebody shot much fruit. If we study the process um, from conception to birth, we understand that there are a series of processes that take place in order, amen, um, there's a series of processes that take place. And in order for us to get to the final destination, we got to go through series of processes, some good, some bad, some indifferent, but in, that, in all essence, it's a process. And so I'm trying to help somebody that's listening, whether here or watching, everything that happened in your life happened on purpose, for purpose, and God's going to use you for purpose. It's for purpose. And this is one of the things I had to learn through the hard times after, after the accident. I sat in the room for a while. I didn't go to class, all because I had a freebie. Um, they're not gonna do that to y'all, Dad, so don't do that. Um, but I sat in the class, and she's probably not here, but Dr. Bumgardner um, was over the mass, one of the mass comm teachers at that time. She called me to the office, i never forget it, and all of this is dealing with relationships, y'all. She called me in, she said, I need to talk with you. And she says, when I thought she was mean, I thought she was very mean and very, you know, insensitive to what I was dealing with. Listen, I just lost two friends, you know, and I'm dealing with survivor's guilt, Why did the Lord allow me to live and he take them? Why am I still here? What is my purpose? Anybody ever ask that question? What is my purpose in life? Why am I still here? She sits me down right there and she says, listen, I need you to get yourself together. She said, people die every day. Now, my my mouth is on the floor right now because I'm just like, I can't believe you're saying this to me. She said, Pierre, God left you here for a reason. Now, get over it. You still got work to do. You got to graduate. Their work is finished. Yours is incomplete now. And that's what your assignments show, incomplete. And if you want to graduate in December, you have until next week. To turn your work in. I got up out of that seat, walking back to Bruce Hall, mm-hmm. tears flowing from my eyes because I couldn't understand. And the Lord just really just spoke to me and said, I've given you yet another chance. And it's all because of relationship because she really didn't have to call me into the office and talk to me. She could have just F, and I would have failed and had to come back and pay more money and, uh, in order to graduate, but she didn't because of relationship. Tell somebody, I'm connected. In being connected, every pain that you may be currently experiencing, The abandonment, sometimes we feel alone, sometimes we feel like we're a plant all by ourselves. Nobody's dealing with what I'm dealing with. Nobody's going through what I'm going through. There's sometimes a state of confusion, but it's something about being in right relationship where you can talk to your father and not just talk to him, but allow him to talk back to you. Everything that you've experienced, I've learned that through the process, we are made into the image of the Son. We are being developed. God is fashioning us in such a way that whenever we go out into the world, people will see our good works and can't help but glorify the Father which is in heaven. We are being shaped. We are being molded more and more every day to look like Jesus. Look at somebody and tell them, I look like Jesus, don't I? Uh, yeah, yeah. Whenever a woman conceives, and I've, my wife, just, uh, Lord, we had a surprise. Um, after eight years, after eight years, another baby came, and um, my mama said, you know how that happened? I said, yes, ma'am, I do. I um, do. That's the problem, praise the Lord. But whenever a baby conceives, get this, the woman conceives, she becomes pregnant, there are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. And I want to talk to you and to you that nobody really sees or to the one that thinks nobody sees, nobody understands you, the one that is different. There are a lot of things that going on behind the scenes. No one else is aware of, They don't see the formation, they don't see what you deal with behind the scenes. They don't see that. They will only be blessed by what comes forth after you are birthed. Whatever you have heard me talk about is the basic development stages in the process. They're generic. So we all are going through some type of process. They're normal in the process of giving birth. If something happens within the womb of the mother that she's carrying that causes the attachment of the uterus wall to be disconnected, the development of the baby is limited, and then sometimes they will have to have that woman to go into labor or there'll be miscarriages. But look at somebody and tell them, I'm going to develop and give birth. The baby knows that all it needs and all that it would ever want is connected to that cord. But they have to stay connected to the supply source for where they get everything. And I'm telling you today that if you want peace, you gotta stay connected. You want joy, you got to stay connected. There's no off seasons for the believer. You got to stay in the Word. A lot of times, if you don't have peace, it's because you're not spending the time with Him. He will give you peace, He'll give you the hope, He'll give you the joy, He'll give you the strength that you need in order to make it, but you got to stay connected. We're dependent upon him for everything. All I have needed. That's what I I almost went off and broke off in a song. All I have needed,
1: your hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, unto me. Great is thy faithfulness. Can y'all help me say that? Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see.
0: stay connected. Stay right there, Michael. We're going. You got to stay connected. There are going to be things that are going to come. There are going to be situations. There are going to be people, influencers, if you will. As a college student, I understand that there will be parties. There are going to be some things that you're going to want to go to. And I'll say this, not a Christ, don't, don't don't crucify me, y'all don't get me. It's not the party that makes the difference, but it's how you live when you go to the party that will make the difference. Because I'm a firm believer that you can go in one way and come out the same way. And you can make a difference. Let me say this to you. I, again, I got a lot of stories. Because when I got back on track, I got connected. I got on my grind. Everybody here knew. I mean, uh, uh, B- Billy Watson. Is he still here? One, one particular night, one particular night, he'll tell you this, and one particular night, I was awakened. The Lord always deals with me. I'm different, and I, I don't apologize for it. I am who I am by the grace of God. I'm different. The Lord has always dealt with me in dreams. And this was that same year, my senior year. A lot of crazy stuff started happening. But in January, um, I started seeing death. I began to see death. It was crazy. Um, but before January came, let me let me go. In December, um, right before we went home, um, I was... Awaken in the middle of the night, and it's cold up here in December, and crazy Pierre, barefooted and all, went out to the garden that was next to the, uh, it's a water fountain out there now. Uh, it used to be. Is it still there? Water fountain? It's, it's, yeah. I was there, and I was there on my face, travailing, because when you are connected, you begin to feel things. That are not necessarily you, but it's God prompting you and getting you prepared for what is to come. I was there pr- travailing and praying, snot, crying. Uh, security comes up behind me and I hear him on the walkie talkie talking. He said, There's this um, tall black guy out here and he's just crying, and, and because of relationship, Billy Watson said, oh, that's Pierre, don't <laughs> worry about him, he'll be all right. And I got up, and I told him, I said, yeah, he said, yeah, that's his Pierre, I told him my name, I went back to Bruce Hall, things begin to happen. Uh, my sweet mate, uh, James Rushing, in that, that in, shortly after that, he dropped dead on the campus, a lot of things started happening, and then I get in the car accident on, The same week, we had survivor week here on the campus. But because of the relationships, because of the connection, I've never seen it happen anywhere. And I I want you all as North Greenville University students to always be connected to one another because that was the most beautiful sight when things happened, that whole campus, All over Bruce Hall, people were on their knees. They were linked hands in hands, praying that God would intervene. Not only that, when they took us to the hospital, (laughs) I think they had to run people out of the hospital because the waiting rooms were full. Even the parking garage was full. And it was because of relationships. I want you to do something for me and we're getting ready to close. Justin's going to come in a little bit but I want you to look across the room and I want you to speak or prophesy, speak well of to the person next to you and tell them I need what you have. Come on, don't forget. Talk to them, talk to them. Tell them I need what you got. Come on and tell them you need what I got and in order for us to get what God's got for us, we got to do it together. We got to be connected. I close with this. After you've been through some stuff, you come out, you've birthed out, you remember the things that you've learned while you go through the process, while you were yet in the womb. It was in the womb where you got a heartbeat. It was in that womb. He gave you life. He gave you the ability to pump blood through your body. It was there where you understand the importance of life and how we need the body and the blood in order to carry life. I learned how to swim in the womb. I learned how to face challenges while I was in the womb. I learned that I'm going to have to cross many rivers in order to get where God has for me. Some that won't open up for you, but you got to learn to swim through it. You learn how to kick. Muscles are developed. And will cause you to have the hind feet as deer. As Psalms talked about, you'll be able to leap over some things. You have the shrimp to move through life because of where you've been. I wish I had about 10 people that were connected to tell your neighbor, You don't know where I've been, and you don't know my process, but God. You need to know today that God made you to be connected to him. He takes joy in you being in a right relationship with him. He takes joy in you being connected to him. He made you with an inner desire and a passion for him. And that's why you'll never be satisfied any other place. I wanted to take a break, but I couldn't be satisfied. Even in my break, I was still reading my Bible. Even in my break, I was still praying because of the relationship. He was still waking me up. I didn't want to be woke up. I wanted to leave me alone. But because of the relationship, I kept on reading. I kept on praying. I kept on developing, and because I kept on developing, I'm the man that stands before you today, and it's all because of an authentic relationship with God. Can you close your eyes for a moment? And as you close your eyes, I want you to just sing this and we're going to move. This is a song that says, This is the air I breathe. And I want you to just, just flow just for a few moments. This
1: is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence. I'm lost without you.
0: Father, we thank you. Thank you for this moment of time that you've given unto us. Thank you for these, your people, that you have chosen to be right where we are, going through what we're going through right at this apparent time. We know that nothing catches you off guard. You're not surprised by where we are. Nor the direction that we're heading. I pray now in the name of Jesus God that you would touch somebody's heart. Even those who are watching, I pray that you would stir in them a desire to pursue you, to know you, and to make you known even as you are known. Thank you for this opportunity to share the life changing message of Jesus Christ. God, that it would change somebody's heart, that somebody will have a new perspective, a new outlook on life, to know that they got to be connected, to stay connected to the vine. Father, we know according to your word that apart from you, we can do nothing. For you are the air that we breathe. You are our life. You're everything that we need and more. Father, bless this university. Bless the president. Bless his cabinet and staff. Bless the faculty that stand endless hours to teach, to educate this generation. I pray, God, that these generation will be a generation that will obey you, a generation that will seek your face, a generation that will grow to know the God of their salvation. Thank you for what you have done and all that you stand in wait and want to do, not just in my life, but into the lives of those that are connected to you. It's in your name, Jesus, the matchless name of Jesus the Christ we pray, and we ask it all and count it done. Amen.